What is up, everybody? Welcome to Rad Parenting. Joe Sib here with you. And Anaya Bo. And we are in our room. We've got coffee. We are fired up. <laughs> We're excited. I'm almost as wired up as you are, like, on the regular. No, just so you guys know, uh, whenever Anaya shows up for the show, the first thing that I do is yell, fresh pot. And Kevin, our producer, pulls together a pot of coffee for us. It's super, super strong. I don't even know where he gets this coffee yeah, from. Yeah, what? I, I mean, I've had half a cup, and I, I think I'm going to be good for the entire day. Yeah, by the entire day, you're going to be, like, painting houses, putting roofs on houses, all of these ideas. What I really like, Joe, because I, I want to encourage this with some positive affirmation, is I love when you have the cup ready for me as I walk into the studio. It's such a treat. Because you know why? You're a busy person, and I know I only have a certain amount of time with you. So let's get right into our show. Uh, First of all, I got to thank everyone. Anae and I both want to thank everyone for all of the emails they've been coming in. Uh, You can always email us at radparenting at gmail.com. Anae, you take the time to answer all those emails. Yeah. I answer the ones that are like, we love your show. What's up? Like the dudes and the bros. I handle those. (laughs) Uh, and Anea handles the actual real questions that we get, and it's been great because I actually re- read all of your responses. Yes, yeah, I'm so glad you do. And I just want to, just in fairness, I want to point out that we also get really great emails from from dads. Yeah. So it, it's not just yeah, it's not just the guys that are sending the like, Yo, Joe, what's up? Yeah. Uh, there's no. also dads that have sent some very thoughtful emails. I've been happy to definitely, to read. definitely. And today's show, we're actually going to take one of the emails that we got from one of our listeners and dive into a whole show that I, I think originally we were just going to answer the question. And as you and I started riffing over having coffee, it turned into a show, and I'm, yeah. I'm really excited about it. One last thing I want to ask everyone too is the reviews that you've been writing on iTunes. I know that is a hassle to do. And I know that going there and figuring out how to even do it. We need to create a YouTube video on how to put a review on a podcast on iTunes. It's insane. It really isn't that hard, but but, because my son, just so you guys know, my son wrote, (laughs) it's like, it's one of the last reviews up there. I was so proud of him. He just went on there and, and he goes, dad, I wrote a review on the show. So sweet. And it was so cute. And he can figure it out, and he's a 10, I think, and 11. He's 11. Went on there, wrote a review, and all I want to say to you guys is the reviews have been amazing, and it really puts us uh, in front of more eyeballs on iTunes. Yeah. Uh, You know, we got the new and noteworthy because of those reviews that you guys were writing. So if you can take a second and you dig what we're doing, please uh, sit down and just write the two-minute review, and, uh, and we appreciate it so much. Today's show, what we're going to go into is I'm going to grab this letter. Uh, It was an email. (laughs) Letter. Does anyone write a letter? (laughs) Got an email. Welcome to 2016, Joe. Yeah. Got an email here uh, from a woman named Carrie. And it it was a great email. She had so many different thoughts and ideas about the show. And I threw out there, uh, any ideas you have for a show, let us know. Uh, And um, I'm just going to read a little piece from her letter. Uh, It's from Carrie. Super, super cool. Uh, She goes into, my husband almost feels ostracized. If he would rather stay at home with his baby than go out with the guys. They have a little girl. She's young. He's a new dad. Not that he ever, uh, not that he never gets out. So she, she makes that She has to make real that clear. real clear. Yeah. Yep. Not that he never gets out, but there are times, especially at this age, where she's learning new things every single day, and he just wants to hang out with his kid and watch her knock over the blocks without getting made fun of. By kid-less friends, like kids that don't have people that don't have kids, or you know, yeah, making fun friends, of this guy. Yep. And uh, even sometimes his friends with kids 
are vibing him that he wants to spend time with his daughter. Boo. He says, can you do a show <laughs> on dad shaming? Because we've used the word shaming so much on this yeah. show. I'm per- so glad that people are, the, the, our awareness is, is, is becoming heightened around that. So the first thing I got to ask you is, I've never heard of the term dad shaming, mm-hmm. but when you know, she put it in that, that set it up that way, mm-hmm. I was like, I understood exactly what she was talking about right away. Um, the first thing that runs through my mind is this guy just wants to spend time with his kids and the circle of friends that he has is giving him an attitude and, and making fun of him mm-hmm. that he wants to spend time with his daughter and not hang out with them. Right. <laughs> I, Oops. Where does it even begin that you dive into something like that? The first thing that goes through my mind is as, as, as a dad, if anyone ever you know, made fun of me and my circle of friends because I want to spend time with my kids and, and any of that, I'd be like, hey, I don't know if you can be my, you know, if you're yeah. going to be my friend anymore. Yeah, you know? for sure. W- where do we start in this whole dad shaming question? Right. So I think, so first of all, I love this. It's Carrie, right? That's yeah, Carrie. So love, love the email. Thank you so much, Carrie, if you're listening. Um, so this starts early and it's really um, a result of what we've talked a little bit about before in terms of uh, n- the narrow gender roles that exist in our society. And so uh, the whole idea of, you know, we, we live in a patriarchal society. There's that wor- word again. And in a patriarchal society, what we do, sometimes consciously, sometimes not, is we value all things, quote unquote, masculine. And we view things that are feminine, that are not masculine, is in some way inferior, um, or weak, you know, less than whatever. And so, so when you look, go into a Toys R Us, and this has been kind of a topic of conversation recently in the media, is with these, you know, there's the boy toy aisle and the girl toy aisle. And it's absurd that we want to do things, for example, like say to boy, little boys, you, you, you can't play with dolls. Like dolls aren't for boys. And I saw this incredible video, I was telling you about this earlier, um, that was on Facebook the other day. And it was this little boy who was maybe two, I would say, and he's holding his little brother. He's like kind of reclined on the couch. And he is holding his little brother and stroking his head and kissing his little forehead and loving him up. And I thought, and I ended up sharing it saying, this is why we need to always let little boys play with dolls. Because if we one day want them to be great fathers, and I think we do, then we need to let them develop that their own internal sense of like wanting to nurture and care for others the way that this little boy was just so naturally demonstrating his desire to care for his little baby brother. And and what you're making a point of that I'm seeing in, in my own life growing up is that sure, I had plenty of time learning how to play football, mm-hmm. spent a lot of time learning how to play baseball, got into skateboarding, got into surfing. As a, just a man growing up, I never, with if it wasn't left up to my own uh, wanting to do it myself, kind of tapping into that part of me that would be a nurturing person, which I honestly feel, you know, growing up, I was always the guy that, and we've talked about on the show, like when someone cries, not that that's the most nurturing thing, but it's hard for me to be around that as I've Mm -hmm. grown older and had kids and learned about that nurturing side of myself, but tapping into it, it was almost, it's almost like going through a brick wall and that brick wall as a man has just been made up by the way I was raised yes. in the society of you don't cry, your yep. leg hurts, keep going you on. You become the brick wall. A little that's bit. That's what we that's a what we bit. teach boys. And this is why, and I've said this before, that in the in you know, with girls, I think primarily what we do is we really shame their bodies. We could do a, multiple shows on that. With boys, the way that we're screwing up boys is by shaming 
their emotional selves. We tell little boys from the time that they're young that part of being a man is to the only emotions that are acceptable to to express are anger, um, maybe some frustration, determination. All these never, never vulnerability. Boys don't cry. Big boys don't cry. Boys don't cry. I mean, all of these things that that I think fathers, you know, with the very good intentions, are just sort of repeating the things that they've heard and they've learned. Sometimes I think is a way of being self-validating. Like if I don't, if I if I was taught this, and it, it, it better be okay, otherwise I might not be okay. And so we perpetuate some of those you know, not so good lessons. That and and I feel also that with the, us developing our boys into the men that they're going to grow up and be, mm-hmm. I feel now more than ever that men want their sons to be in a world where they understand what it'll be like to be a father and that it isn't a hundred percent about this masculine. I, you know, I'm the toughest guy. I'm the strongest guy. I feel that that at least and I know that when I'm saying this, some of our listeners are like, I don't know if I'm feeling that where I'm at. I know in the circle of my friends, you know, the fathers I'm around, that is something that we're trying to teach our sons to be uh, those those type of men that are vulnerable and able to, you know, cry and not feel bad about it. You know, my sons, you know, anytime, I mean, I swear, I'll be watching a show, uh, Super Bowl, and they'll show, they'll be showing commercials that make me cry. And my kids, mm-hmm. they see me cry constantly. Love like, it. So I'm the guy that has learned how to, how to understand those type of feelings. I feel like what Carrie's husband, he's in a situation where he wants to spend time with his daughter mm-hmm. and, and the circle of friends that he has, um, are giving him, you know, this bad vibe about that. What would you say Carrie says to him? Because he's got to be feeling a little bit of that old school, like, well, maybe I shouldn't say anything right. about it. That's a tough place For to sure. be. And also, you know, I said at the beginning of the show, like, hey, you shouldn't be with those type of friends, but come on, you know, the guys you grow up with, you're it's on easier this, said than done. You're, yeah, exactly. And, I, and, and you're on your journey of life with your, with your friends and all yeah. of a sudden you have a son or a daughter and, and they're, you know, the thing you love so much, they're poking fun at. Right. He's having to push that down. What do we? What does Carrie say to him? So I think first Carrie says like, you know, how how, how do you feel about that? Because I think that incur even even to have a conversation where a man is asked to think about and express how he feels about something instead of just being a problem solver, instead of just stuffing it down, right? So there's an opportunity here for a really phenomenal conversation between Carrie and her husband and to help him sort of like look at that. And then um, I think, I mean, my wish for for this man, for, for men in general, when they have circles of their friends who, of course, I mean, when you become a parent, you don't stop being the individual you were before. You're just a new part of yourself is coming to the surface that this little person is bringing out, right? So I think the idea would be that he is able to have the strength, you know, by processing this and saying, oh, no, no, here's why this is valuable to me. I want to be an active part of my child's world. Being a parent is a, is a, is a powerful position. Being a dad to my daughter and, and being involved in her, her, her growth is something that is s- strong. It's not weak. And then hopefully he becomes a model to his friends. He can stand up and be like, dude, what about this is not like, doesn't make sense to you. And they might stop and think the same thing. Oh yeah. Like, why am I making fun of that? Why do I think that's inferior? And you know what? At that moment, I think it opens up the conversation that we just started this with. Yeah. Why am I feeling that way? Well, you know what? I was raised to think this. That's right. All right. I want to go in this uh, next part of the conversation Mm -hmm. right here. Uh, We're talking about 
Carrie's uh, husband being mm-hmm. shamed, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, or just Dad poked shaming. fun at. Yeah. You know, oh, hey, man, you're going to hang out with your kids. But, I hear but guys it is. say that. It's not even just poke fun at. The word shaming is so important because shame is potent because it makes us feel less than. And it's different than poking fun, like, oh, we're just, you know, bugging each other, getting a, a, a rouse out of each other, or laughing or whatever. Shaming is like, there's something wrong with you. You're less than for doing what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, you're less than me. I'm going to make fun of you. That's right. And I hear, you know, you hear it sometimes. Oh, you're going to go home with the kids. That's what you're going to do. Okay, cool. You know, I got to ask you this. I got friends that are stay-at-home dads. Mm-hmm. Uh, me personally, whenever one of my best friends is a stay-at-home dad, I'm a little bit jealous. Mm-hmm. I, I love the fact that he has made that decision in his life mm-hmm. uh, to raise his two kids and to have that opportunity. And he's great with it. And he loves it. Uh, I know this, a lot of people will high five in public. Oh man, that's great that you're doing it behind closed doors. Oh God, what's up with that? Right. He's even told me he gets, you know, he gets vibed, uh, from people. Um, And for everyone listening, when I say vibed, I, I, I mean, made fun of, ridiculed. Sorry for putting the Thank you for the translation. I I love it. We should have a rad parenting (laughs) Joe-ism. I love it. You know, like when he's talking about wedging, that means he's hungry and he wants to eat something. When he says something is (laughs) rad, he really likes it. The word vibe means ridicule. The Joseph Dictionary. (laughs) Joseph-isms. With this particular uh, phenomenon, not even phenomenon, but people are doing it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mom's going to work. Uh, Dad's going to stay at home with the kids. Raise the kids. Or, hey, my partner works. I'm at Mm -hmm. home with the kids. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Those jobs are so important. Why in 2016 is there still a stigma to a stay-at-home dad? Because we've generations, generations of programming um, under uh, you know underneath all of this, you know, and and so it's what we see. We still, it's what we see all the time. When in fact, if we stop and think about it, and this is why it's so important to not just sort of be on autopilot, you know, moving through life, but when you're making important decisions, whether it's, you know, in terms of you, you know, getting married and what do we want our relationship to look like? If we want this to be a partnership, then every decision should be something, every major decision anyway, should be something that we talk about and see what makes sense for us. So for example, when we decide to have children, also a big conversation, how are we going to do this? Well, if, you know, if, if, the, the the woman in the picture or the one of the partners because we can this even applies in uh, in uh, same sex couples but if one person's job is going to you know provide more in terms just monetarily or if there's been a bigger build whatever the reasons that it makes more sense for that person to continue to work and the other parent to stay home if you've decided it's important to have one parent at home it should be based on that not on well because I'm a man and you're a woman this is the, how it should happen and I'm not I want to be clear that it's not just men saying, this is how it needs to be. Like, I need to be the one that's the breadwinner. But women having that expectation of men, because we all are affected by this programming. So it's it's still happening because we are not talking about why we have so many of these values and ways of doing things culturally. Um, we're just, we just keep repeating them generation after generation and not really thinking about why we're doing them. If we stop and say, marriage should be partnership, in partnership we need to make decisions, especially when it comes to our children about what's going to be in everybody's best interest, and the opportunity to stay at home, not an easy one, let's be clear about that, Joan, I know when we were talking earlier, like, <laughs> by no means is this a suggestion that staying at home is going to be a cakewalk, 
A- right? Anyone, anyone that thinks it is a cakewalk, I challenge you to do it for a week. Stay home, do what your partner does, uh, and and take care of those little ones. I know this that when I come, when my wife and I've split it up, maybe she's had to go away, or you know, it's just hey, I need a break. You're in charge now. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you right now, there is a reason that the my children are the way that they are because if they were left alone with me all of the time, my patience. I'll be honest, my patience isn't what it should be. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have the uh, know how to deal with the different changes mm-hmm. that they are going through all of the time. The communication between um, me. Me and my kids is one way, and their communication with their mother is a different way, and and it and it, it works the way that it is right now. But my wife, uh, and and what she's done with these two kids, I, sure, what I do at my job is 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 great. Someone could be like, oh wow, you're you're really good at what you do. But you know what? I'm working with adults. Yes, I'm working yes. with people that. Um, also, I, I write a check to at the end of the month, so they kind of got to be nice to me. Right. You know what I'm saying? I sign yes. their check. They got to yes. be cool to me. You yep. know what? My wife keeps the, 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 the family operating and running the way that it is. It, mm-hmm. is. it would be the equivalent of just having the most insane dynamic, but all of the time rolling in a motion that is moving forward. <laughs> and I, I, that's why I always say to her, um, you know, her margarita's got to be a double. I don't know. It's yes. Just, <laughs> no, no, no. It's but it's just, so true. You know true. what I'm saying? And that, yeah, I do know what you're saying. And I think that we underestimate like the opportunity, even in terms of our own, like the opportunity to interact out in the world as an adult with other adults is a very different undertaking. Not always easy. It has its own set of challenges. No, that, that, there's but problems then there. on the day to day, dealing with like one adult in the room dealing with children. And sometimes it's great when they're awesome and it's, but there's other times and a lot of the time it's really challenging. But if you, how many women do I hear say, and, 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 and men too, like, I, I'm just a mom. You're just a mom. Like, ju- are you kidding? And, 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 but that is, that it always tells me like, this is the programming that this woman is carrying that being a mom, you know, having given birth, let's start there. Second of all, raising future adults is such an important task. And we have somehow um, diminished its value as part of this, you know, patriarchal model that we still very much live in, where we say all things that we identify as masculine are more valuable, more strong, more important than all things feminine. And we have to really take a look at how deep that programming runs so that for our own individual benefit as adults, but certainly for our children and future generation, we are not limiting their potential to become whole human beings by placing these narrow gender roles that also have a lot of value judgment attached to them. The thing that I feel that is happening and by Carrie's email is that people are aware of it now. People Mm -hmm. are talking about it. These stereotypes of, I'm just a mom. Oh, I couldn't be a stay-at-home dad. Oh, you're just home with the kids all day. I feel that that is slowly being chipped away. I do too. And it and it is certain time that stereotype that those jobs aren't important and that raising kids is just you know anyone can do it. Uh, it's going away, and hopefully by doing this show and by getting emails like this from Carrie, that those conversations can be opened up and that people can say, you know what, hey. The way the reason that you feel the way that you do, and you want to make fun of uh, Carrie's husband because he wants to stay at home and and play blocks. And I'm not a psychologist, but I'm going to say this: maybe his friends never had a dad stay home and play blocks with them. Yeah, 
Could that be something? Uh, no, a- absolutely. A- and on top of that, everywhere you look, still in mainstream media, we would have seen it, you know, th- those now adult men would have seen it in various aspects of their extended family. And they are, I think, in spite of a deep longing, I think it's a natural longing to want to be involved in the um, daily, you know, evolution of your of these these children that you've brought into the world, but to somehow have that opportunity or that choice stripped from them in the same way that we have many things, many choices that are stripped from women because that's not what women do, um, or shaming a, a mom who wants to go back to work and have a career and being like, you know, I mean, we've we've talked about it, you know, a lot even over the last couple of elections, like people asking Hillary Clinton questions that we would never have asked some of the male candidates in terms of. Of, you know, you know how, how do you how do you manage you know having grandchildren and running for the presidency? You know, Mitt Romney has more than we can even count, but nobody ever asked him that question. So it's everywhere, and and but we have such a, a tremendous opportunity. We've said this before that being a parent at this particular time brings with it such an incredible opportunity to do so more consciously than we've ever done, and to really um, open bl- just blow the doors open on the potential that our kids can can potentially reach. Um, by not having narrow narrow gender stereotypes in place. And the shaming goes both ways. Like you mentioned earlier on, the shaming of mothers, shaming of fathers, whether it's a mother going back to work. I'll throw this out though. I feel that some of the moms are going to, that are stay, that are stay home moms that are listening to this right now, I feel they get shamed because maybe they had a career uh, and it was going in a certain direction. Uh, they had their son or daughter mm-hmm. and then decided, hey, you know what? I'm going to put a hold on my career and I'm going to yeah. just be a stay at home mom. I know my wife went through that. Mm-hmm. She was a makeup artist. She was working with all the top directors. She, she, it was, it was going in a direction that was, you know, making a lot of money yep. too. We had two incomes going on. And I remember, she got pregnant with my daughter, had my daughter, and went back to work. She went for one job. She went out there mm-hmm. and worked for, uh, like, you know, we, she took time off, maternity yeah. leave, and then went back out there and, and worked. And I remember uh, she made it through that first job and came home. And after, you know, two or three weeks of not feeling right, not feeling good, yeah. uh, and literally making her, like, physically ill, not being there yep. with my daughter, she's like, you know, what do you think? I I. I I want to stay home and do this. I want to do. I want to. I want to be present. I want to do this whole ride. Yeah. And I was like, let's do it. Let's go for it. It was scary financially because we're both like, oh my gosh, how are we going to make it happen? Right. And sure, you make changes and you adjust. But I do remember. I do remember. And some women, you know, poking fun at her. Like, I could never do that. You right. Know? Even when she uh, homeschooled. Oh, gosh, why do you do that? Right. I could never do that. Like, and almost like these backhanded, comp, uh, backhanded, uh, you know, slaps. Like, yeah. you, you just throwing a burner in there and making, making a joke that was, you know, a, really a dig at the fact that she walked away from this career and, and wanted to have right. So we ha- and we have yeah, to and be it goes careful. Back and forth. Yeah, we have to be careful. And I think that you know, with the we all we move into dangerous territory. And I think this is where people get it wrong. You know, the 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 women's movement or the feminist movement or the you know the movement for equality, which is to me what the feminist movement is really about: equality for men and women. We have to be careful that we don't move into territory where we're also shaming women for for wanting to say. 
I just, my God, I had no idea it was going to be like this, but I just want to be with this little person. Like when I'm not with him or her, I, I like you said, your wife, like feeling sick. I mean, and for other women, like for me, I, you know, went back to work at about five months and I was pumping, you know, at my clients' homes to make sure that I could continue to nurse her. But, uh, but it was important to me to have that balance of, I have time with my baby, but there's this, there's me in the world as an individual. And that's important. It's a, it, Empowerment is about choice. And it's also your personal decision. That's right. Like what you just described right there, uh, it reminds me so much of before we had kids. And for, 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 for people that are listening right now that are maybe in the, and I know we're going to do around the corner, we have your uh, friend coming in to do the, now you're pregnant, now yeah. what? That's going to be amazing. We're doing <laughs> yeah. that in May. Yep. But for, the li- for, for our friends that are listening right now that are, that are about to have their children, I can, you said something so true here and now. I remember before having kids, I had all of these ideas and thoughts of the way it was going to go down. Mm-hmm. I was, I was, I was going to be this kind of dad. I, you know, I was like, I'm never taking my kids to Disneyland. We don't need that in our lives. And then as soon as I had kids, I'm like, let's go to Disneyland. And then I'm crying <laughs> at Disneyland. I'm there once again, crying at Disneyland. And my wife says to me, why are you crying? And I'm like, I never came here. Aww. I never came to Disney. Like, yeah. so you, you think you're going to have this one, and it's, can I just tell you right now, it, it's not anything that you ever imagine. And that's why I feel for women and for, for the dads that stay at home, this, they, they, this little person shows up and, turns and this your amount of love yep. goes over your body mm-hmm. that you ne- never even imagined. And that's why you suddenly can walk away from that corner office and the high fives and the, and the big check yep. and all of that, because you're like, you know what? Honestly, I get it. That's not mm-hmm. what matters to me. Right. Raising this little boy or this little yep. daughter does, and those dads that make those decisions, and those moms that make those decisions. Yeah. And what you said at the beginning of the show, I wrote it down. Marriage is a partnership. I got to remember that sometimes mm-hmm. because I know sometimes the partnership in my house, both of us start trying to be like, is it a partnership or are you just running the show? And and then you rewind. You go, you know what? Yep. This is this is mom and dad's team. Right, you know, we're running it here, and constantly have to be checking. I think that it's all about doing it, you know, like being awake (laughs) for the ride, and and know that you need to be making conscious choices as you go. And that's hard to do in the society that we live in. It is. We're moving so fast. We're packing so much in. But that's why I think, like in in a great partnership, you are keeping each other in check. That's the whole idea. And and in in a in a healthy partnership, the goal is for each person to be the best, most whole version of themselves so that we in turn model that for our children. And so, you know, here's an opportunity that, you know, to consciously make the decision, am I called in spite of everything I ever thought to stay home with this little person? Does it turn out that I thought I was totally going to be a stay-at-home parent, but in fact, I need the balance of still having one foot in the adult world and, and, and continuing to build my career? And let's not forget this. There's the world that we live in right now, it's tight out there. And I know plenty of parents, there's no staying at home. Right. Both parents got to work. Yeah. That's the world that we live in and yeah. it's tough. And you know what? I, I know how hard it is for both those parents to go out there in the workforce because as much as, much as you may love your career, everyone wants that time with their children and yeah. it goes so fast. And for the parents that do have to, to work, both you know, two parents making two incomes to make it happen because economically right now, it is so tight out there. Yes. And it's only going to get tighter. And everyone's just trying to make it the best for their kids. And those parents, th- they have to maintain that partnership as much. And and as much as we've talked about the people that have been able to stay at home and the people that aren't, man, uh, 
I want to do a show on finding that balance for the families out there that both mom and dad have yes, to work, both which partners. Is, which is far more common yeah. right now than than. And having... it's hard. And I think I think that's I think that's a show that we got to do. We got to figure out how we just balance that yeah. all out there. Note it. Write it down. There so you don't forget. go. Love there it. you go. Uh, hey, before we split, we got to thank Carrie so much for the email. Recap yeah. real quick. Dad shaming. Dad shaming. It, mom shaming. What, what, what we're talking about is shaming anyone for wanting to be with their children and spending time. And whether that's, hey, I want to spend my Saturdays now with my son instead of watching football with my boys in the den and, and doing yeah. the thing we did forever. Hey, check it out. You know what? You guys want to come over to the house, hang out with us? You're more than welcome because right. check it out. This little dude that I'm taking care of, I'm into it. Right. You know and, what? And, and I think having some <laughs> awareness based on what we've said that, you know, with Carrie's husband, if he's got these other friends that are currently, quote unquote, kidless, you also have to have some awareness that there's things that we don't know we're even going to experience, to your point, <laughs> until that little person arrives. So you have to kind of be like, you know, dude, you just don't even know. You don't even know. I, I remember saying that to my friends before they had their kids because, yeah. you know, you're hanging out. You, you got to split early because you're like, I remember this. I remember being out at shows. And, and being, and it, I remember this is when I realized how much I loved being a dad and really how it's responsible and, and important it was to me was being out at a club, watching a band, you know, doing something. And even though that's my job yeah. to work in music and, and to be out at night, that the first time going, I don't need to be here any longer mm -hmm. than now. I, get I am out of here. Yeah. And that was the that was a game changer for me because I stopped saying yes to things that I didn't really want to do. Mm -hmm. Like when someone's like, hey, will you come and see our band play? I'm like, ah, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Why? I don't need to. And I'd rather be at home with my kids. Even, in, even with all of my comedy, I am only out on the road doing shows when it makes sense mm -hmm. and it works around baseball schedule. My son right. does baseball. I'm not going on the road, you know, April through June right. because I want to be at those games, even though he doesn't want me there. That's another show. <laughs> I think we've done that one, right? Yeah, I know. Hey, I want to thank everyone once again for all the emails. Thank you, Carrie, so much for taking the time. I hope we answered your question. Please keep the reviews coming. Once again, any questions that you want to ask Anea or myself, please hit us up at radparenting at gmail.com. Uh, do you got anything going on in the next couple of weeks, speaking engagements, anything in your world, Anea? Uh, yes, but I never know when these things are going to air. <laughs> so, no. yes, I'm up in San Francisco the last week of uh, of the of the month. Um, we've got a huge event coming up this Friday. And when you say the month, you're talking about April. April. Okay. April 2016. And when this, so you'll be up in San Francisco, end of April. End of April, um, doing some speaking engagements up there. And uh, we have the, our stand up for girls going yes, on this Friday. This it'll, Friday. It'll already air. It'll already, yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, but that'll but, be awesome. Stay tuned for that. And definitely just go to the realgirlprograms.com if you want to just like look at what we're doing for girls. And we've got a new program for boys for the very, based on what we've talked about today. This is the reason we now have a boys empowerment program to help little boys stay whole and not be shamed for being emotional. Creatures. Hit that address again one more time. Realgirlprograms.com. Definitely check that out. Uh, Naya will be up in San Francisco speaking, and you can check out the dates for her engagements at the end of April, and this will air on time for that. And I'll let you guys know that I will be in Cobb's, uh, Cobb's Comedy Club in San Francisco April 21st through the 24th. So uh, the week that this airs, if any of you guys want to go, you can hit me up. You can email me, joesib22 at gmail.com. Joseph 22 is in 1922, the year I was born. <laughs> Someone actually emailed me that. What's with, what's with the 22? Is that the year? I'm like, come on. I, don't, I can't do math, but I'm not that old. <laughs> we'll see you guys all next week. My name is Joseph. And Anaya Bo. Later. Late.